Welcome back, boys and girls. It's the Pick Your Poison Podcast Bowl Week 2. We got Rebs. We got Hogs. They might all be opting out, but the Pick Your Poison boys are opting in. Let's ride. Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you guys. Merry Christmas to the Pick Your Poison listeners, disciples, all out there. Bowl week two, bowl week one, pretty blah, blah I must say. I'm trying I don't to think. remember it. Well, there was the crazy Saturday of just like games in general. It's mostly NFL with that crazy Vikings comeback over the Colts and then like the night games kind of got crazy too with the Bills and Dolphins on top of like the the SMU BYU game was pretty nuts where SMU scored with like I don't know like 11 seconds left down by they got down by one they could have kicked the extra point to go to overtime they go for two and don't get it that was probably like the best game um but yeah not a ton of like stuff to recap I I think we were all pretty even. I want to say I don't think anyone well, like had a hot streak or anything. I, I will say um, Boomer and I were just discussing. Boomer is seven and four. I'm seven and four. Oh, let's reverse that. Our boy Bagman four and seven. Four and seven. So I will moment. say I I won a bunch of money on Saturday night. Uh, it was Bagman's birthday. And we were at Bar Dog. I was live betting everything, sitting at that bar, just bouncing around NFL, college, overs, unders, halftime spreads, everything that I could get my hands on. I ended up up a pretty good amount, but yeah, my record that I've like tweeted out has not been great. Which, not to say that that's all. That's hand up. Bad on me for giving out bad picks and still winning money. Lack of research. Yeah, that you, means you, you know that you means hit the books this week. Exactly. That means I'm going to be giving out fire picks. And probably lose it, fading myself and losing them all somehow. Water always finds its level in that way. Yeah, well, if it makes you feel any better, any winnings I had, I've lost playing finger darts on uh, Saturday on uh, what breakfast shots. Yeah, the breakfast shots at Bar Dog. If you don't have that, two, if, two rounds of those will hit you hard in the wallet. Hard in the wallet and hard in the in like your in your brain after housing two breakfast shots. Yeah, I, back I, to I was back. I was ready to get home after those. Well, that's that was last week. We will jump right into this week's. Picks starting on Friday the 23rd. We'll get right into it. ULL against Houston in the Independence Bowl in Shreveport. We got Houston as a seven-point favorite over under of 57. Boomer, this game is in Shreveport right down the road from Louisiana Lafayette. You think they're going to be more fired up to play than Houston? Uh, yeah, I, I would say so. They got the got the home crowd there. Uh, I I I to be honest, I actually had not even included this one on here. So I'm just gonna stick with my initial reaction. Just go with the ULL. Yeah, this one this one throws me a lot of a lot of crisscross applesauce vibes. Houston's like two best players on offense, Clayton Toon, the quarterback, and they have an NFL wide receiver. Are both playing, but Dana Holgerson is complete ass in bowl games. He's two and seven against the spread in bowls. I feel like Dana is Dana. You know, he likes to party. He's always about a good time. Yeah. You get him in in like Christmas holiday season. He's recruiting. He's smooching boosters. I feel like he doesn't give a shit about bowl games. Clearly, by the two and seven against the spread record. So I, I like Houston and their offense. But Holgerson kind of scares me. Meanwhile, ULL's best wide receiver, their only like NFL guy, opted out. He's going to going pro. Um, but the game is in Shreveport. I have no idea at all in this game. So if you're gonna give me that, just give me the over 57 with with Houston's best players on offense playing. Dana's not gonna give a shit, so they're not gonna be prepared on defense. So I think ULL can score a little bit. Give me the over 57, Bert. Yeah, I'm on the over as well. For a lot of those same reasons, um, one thought is, well, Houston, we thought they were going to be the Cincinnati this year, the team with the chance to make yeah. that, that Cinderella run. And then you have Louisiana who, you know, they're, they're 
program remaining pretty steady ever since Billy Napier left. Yeah, Napier took a lot of those guys too. I think they're going to be okay in the in their conference. But Holgerson sucks. It's Clayton Toon's last game. Yeah. And Louisiana has the home crowd, so I think home crowd maybe that leads to Louisiana points. Toon's being in his last game, points. Give me the over. Yeah, and like, what could the home crowd really be though with ULL? Like at most, maybe like ten or fifteen thousand people at that game. It's in Shreveport. That city is trash outside of like the casino, which is one of the worst casinos I've ever been to. But no less points galore. We'll get right into the next one on Friday. Missouri at Wake Forest. This is probably like the first, I feel like, actually decent bowl game. I think Florida or Oregon State had a chance. There were some other decent ones, but this is the first like decent Power 5 matchup. Sam Hartman's last game uh, for Wake Forest. I saw that he uh, he only needs two more passing touchdowns to set the ACC record for most touchdown passes in a career. Do you know who record he's trying to break? Wow. ACC record? ACC record. How, how far back are we talking? Probably within the last 10 years. Uh, the team... So that's who, the team about who, eight years. The team... Think about it that hard. He's breaking is like a perennial or like... Is always relatively at the top of the conference. Jeez, I mean, not. It's a Clemson quarterback. So is it Deshaun? It is Taj Boyd. Ah. Taj Boyd. So Hartman's going to be, he's geeked up. I think this is his last game. Only needs two more touchdowns there. Wake Forest is a one-point favorite. It's basically a pick over under a 58 and a half bird. You think Sam Hartman gets him there? So December 23rd of 2022, is your boy Bert's thirtieth birthday? Oh, <laughs> and I big have Bert birthday. Big Bert birthday bash will be going on during this game um, with my best friend Batisto. So Big Bert's birthday bash with best friend Batisto will be going on, <laughs> and uh, I'll be turning thirty. I saw the over was fifty nine. Boomer, what's thirty plus thirty? Uh, I think 60. I believe that's over 59, so give me the over. What is the uh, first half over-under of 29? Oh, taking that as well. <laughs> that's the play. Oh. Over 29 on Burt's 29th leaving oh, birthday. Hammer. That Add that to the card right there. I love that play. Um, and keeping on the points train, Missouri's two stud defenses, they're both going to the NFL draft. Also, uh, their best safety, who... Like leads their team in tackles for loss, kind of like a around the box safety guy. He's transferring or whatever, opted out. I don't, I don't, what the hell knows. But uh, but their offense has picked it up. Missouri's, yeah. yes, but they've lost that wide receiver. That's it. <laughs> yes, uh, Missouri lost the pick or I, I can't remember what his name is. Bucket or something like that. Love it, love, love it. it. Led the SEC in passing yards or, or receiving <laughs> yards. He's gone. Uh, Wake Forest pasty is ass though. Even without love, it I think that they can still you know pass the ball. I did see that uh, Eli Dorkwitz gave up play calling <clears throat> to their quarterbacks coach on the last like three games of the season, and uh, their quarterback had half of his touchdown passes in those three games. Wow! So I think they're going to really? be slinging it. Yeah, they're going to be slinging it again. I'm back on the over here, over of uh, fifty eight. First half over 29, especially for Burt's big birthday bash with who? Best friend Batisto. Best friend Batisto. We're your best friends, but Batisto can come in third. I'm on the over. I, I don't know what the hell about the, either one of these teams. This would be a live bet special, though. This is back and forth scoring nonstop. If you can get one team plus seven, wait five minutes, you're going to get the other team plus seven. Sprinkle on both sides the whole game. But take the over because hella points here. Boomer, what do you see? Yeah, I, I like Wake Forest here. I, I know they had a, a – they collapsed at the end of the year. We yeah. lost four of the last five. However, they've had time to lick their wounds. Mizzou's lost a lot. Their best best offensive players out. So I'm, I'm just going to take uh, Wake Forest minus one. I like here. that. I, I usually fade the the ACC in these games, especially against the SEC. But, yeah, I, I, I couldn't pick Mizzou and, in this one. And last year, Mizzou – it was Brady Cook as well, but – Mizzou, they played what Army? Yeah, I think. And lost and should have. You know, everyone thought Mizzou was gonna carry that game. That was Absolutely when I watched not. that whole game. It was one of the grossest bowl games I've ever mm-hmm. seen. I think both teams had like five turnovers. We were so glad it was over. So getting out of one of the best bowl games we've talked about into an even better one, Middle Tennessee State 
playing San Diego State. This game is in Hawaii, the Hawaii Bowl. We got uh, San Diego State, a seven-point favorite. Middle Tennessee, over-under of 49. Boomer, I know you've watched a ton of both these teams this year. Tell us what you got. Now, this is just straight situational play here. Don't know much about either one of these teams. But one thing I do know is the boys from Middle Tennessee, they have not seen the sunshine out in Honolulu. Uh, And I think this is going to be more of a vacation. San Diego boys, they're used to that, the good weather, whatever. So I think this is vacation for them. Tri- uh, trip for San Diego State, so I'm going to take San Diego State myself. Yeah, San Diego State just tops on a direct flight from San Diego uh, from wherever the hell Middle Tennessee is. Uh, Murfreesboro. Murfreesboro. They probably have to hit three connecting flights just to get to somewhere in California oh. to get to and Honolulu. You know they're flying commercial, too. Oh, yeah. They have <laughs> no, no athletic budget. No, they're sitting next to some stuffy kid who's like got some cold... From the winter that he's having to travel next to, yeah, and and then when they get there, they're gonna be just excited to be in Hawaii. Yeah, they're 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 not gonna be focused at all. No, I'm on I'm on San Diego State here as well. I like the over as well. A lot of overs so far, but San Diego State's uh, played much better competition. Their offense has turned it around too. They also I think they fired their offensive coordinator mid season, or at least get, he gave the play calling to someone else. To the running backs coach, I think they've their offense has turned a corner since then. And uh, Middle Tennessee's offense is very fast paced. They they don't play anyone, so they can get away with this in their lower competition. But they run a ton of plays. Their quarterback's pretty decent. I think they can score some points in Hawaii on a fast track. San Diego State too. Their their defense hadn't been as good as it once was a couple years ago. Give me the over and San Diego State. Bert, what you got? Yeah, I was looking up these two teams, and it is the most erratic. This is the just close your eyes and shoot at the dartboard kind yeah. of pick because Middle Tennessee, all of their wins have become have come by double digits. All but one of their losses have been by double digits. <laughs> San Diego State has a weird situation as well. They're either scoring like a whole bunch of points or they're scoring like yeah, 10 or I had three. noticed that. I have that pulled up. I've seen uh, San Diego State's just, just them scoring over the past five games. They've scored three points, 34 points, 43 points, 14 points, and 28 points. So, who the hell knows? But I think against a shitty Middle Tennessee team, they can score with them. Yeah, I like that. I like Boomer's. Um, that Eastern Michigan pick earlier, where we basically talked about, I've already forgotten who they played, San Jose State. San Jose. Just the exact opposite of Middle Tennessee versus San Diego. Let's go with the weather mm-hmm. on this one. Yep. Well, we'll get right into the next one. Boomer, what's the next game? All right, so next we have the Quick Lane Bowl up in Detroit. We have New Mexico State. Is this on Christmas Day? Uh, no, 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 there's no, there's no games on, on, uh, on Christmas, Christmas Day. Day. But we got New Mexico oh, State. Grizz, real quick, Grizz Warriors on Christmas Day, 8 o'clock Central, or maybe 7 o'clock Central. Uh, Steph Curry out, Grizz on Christmas Day. Jaw's going to go ham in a revenge game of the playoffs last year. Ooh. Grizz by a billion like on it. Christmas like Day it. in out in Cali. Real quick, no college games on Christmas, but we got some NBA for you. Day after Christmas, Boomer, what's the spread? All right, so after you're done uh, you know, unwrapping all your presents, you get to open up the Quicken Lane Bowl <laughs> up in Detroit, Michigan. The best present of all. Shout out to our buddy Marty up there. We have New Mexico State squaring off against Bowling Green. Uh, Bowling Green's a four-point favorite. Total low total here, forty-seven and a half. Whew, doggy! This is a barn burner here. I will say I'd spent I've spent uh, three different trips to Detroit in this year alone. I've never been to Detroit before this year, so this this game hits a little closer to home for me. Up in the Lions Stadium, it's a fast track. We know the Lions score a ton of points. I don't know if either one of these teams can score a bunch of points, though. Uh, New Mexico State has sucked all year. They had to, I think they had to schedule a game, like a reschedule game against Valpo, just to get to bowl eligible. Yeah, yeah, they, they, they played on the 3rd of December. <laughs> yeah, they basically played on, like, conference champ weekend against Valpo. Literally just a bye game just to make bowl eligibility, which New Mexico State has been one of the worst college football programs in the country over the past decade. So them even making a bowl, they've got to be fired up. But the fact that their first bowl and their reward for making their first bowl in a decade is to be shipped up to Detroit on the day after Christmas 
to play in the Quick Lanes Bowl, that's got to be tough. I still think that if you're going to give me a team that's motivated that hadn't played in a bowl game in that long, I have no idea. Give me the under 47 and New Mexico State with the motivation. Boomer, do you have any read here? Uh, I kind of like the under here, and that's strictly because I've been in Detroit, <coughs> to Detroit twice in the past year as well. Sir. Yeah, we've been uh, frequent Detroit ends. That, that was a Detroit but, off right there. But I will say this. I didn't feel like I could score any touchdowns when I was up there. Oh, so. no. I'm liking the under. I'm thinking a lot of field goals here. You know, we have soccer on our mind. Oh my a lot god, of footy ball. I haven't even thought it's going to be like two degrees in Memphis on Monday. I can't imagine how cold. I know it's in a dome, but just the fact of I'm waking, just getting off the bus, just getting off the bus at one thirty in like in the afternoon. That game's going to be, uh, no, and yeah, uh, from New Mexico. That's that's some warmth. I guess Bowling Green's a little more apt for it, but yeah, Bert, what you got on this one? Yeah, I wanted to take the weather here as well, but with it being in a dome. Uh, the thing about that under versus the over, I've seen a lot of Detroit Lions games on red zone this year because there the only reason there are so many points so on, that, many, on that field. So many points. So many dramatic endings to the game, and it's at 47 and a half, and it makes me kind of want to take the over. But I have a few other overs already on this car, so I'm going Bowling Green minus three and a half. Okay. Electric game there to another electric one. Tuesday the 27th, 11 o'clock on ESPN. We got the Montgomery Bowl, the Camellia Bowl in my home state, Montgomery, Alabama. Georgia Southern against Buffalo. Two six and six teams. Georgia Southern, a three and a half point favorite over under of 67. That's a high total, Bert. Is that on your overcard? No, it is not on my overcard, but this is a very interesting nugget here, and that is the Georgia Southern quarterback was the Buffalo quarterback for over five years. Five years? He was the Buffalo quarterback for over five years. So this is his sixth year, and now he's at Georgia Southern? <laughs> and he probably has a seventh. Lord have I saw that I saw that Oklahoma or Oregon State guy is getting his, his ninth his year. <laughs> that tight end's getting his ninth year of eligibility. Or no, 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 he has nine years of eligibility. He Good for him. him yet. <laughs> that man better be a doctor. Yes, thrice seriously. over. <laughs> At least two degrees. Better be a double doctor there. Bert. But anyways, that doesn't make him uh, any worse than uh, North Texas's twenty-nine-year-old quarterback who lost Nick Starkle. No, remember that dude, yeah, Aiton On or whatever his name was. The Awning. Anyways, he he's a yawner because he's so old. He's always tired. Give me Kyle Van Treese. This obviously a huge revenge game. I think Massive. it's more more of a revenge game for the quarterback alone than like all these guys playing their quarterback. So give me the give me the quarterback. And Clay Helton had a pretty decent year. Yeah. with a with a terrible roster. And I can see him getting his guys up. He knows bowl season. First year head coach. That's what's one of my that's one of my uh, stars on bowl season is getting give me a first year head coach over a guy that's been there for a while. Buffalo also stinks. Give me I'm on Georgia Southern minus three and a half here. A high total of sixty seven and a half. I feel like three and a half points don't mean shit when it's sixty seven and a half over under. Three and a half points will mean nothing by then. So give me the favorite and the quarterback in a revenge spot. Boomer, what you see? Uh, I'm gonna take the over here. I, I call call me a sucker, but both of these defenses are. Ass, frankly, yeah, and, and Georgia Southern actually can put up a decent amount of points. Yeah. I, Clay Helton I, came in; they used to run the triple option or something, and Clay Helton came in this year and totally revamped it. They started off slow, but they've been putting up shit ton of points lately. Yeah, I, 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 would, I, would, I like the over and would probably lean Georgia Southern, but I, I think I'm just gonna go over and enjoy this shitty game. Yeah, I don't hate it. That's an 11 o'clock over right there in uh, in, in Montgomery. I don't know what the hell the weather... That, that's a slow track in Montgomery if I know it. Uh, but but the over, you know, I, I do like that play. And in the next one, we got Memphis against uh, Utah State. State. 215 on ESPN, over under of 61.5. Memphis is a 7.5 point favorite. The hometown Tigers, Boomer, are you riding with them? Um, well, first, I need you. I, I know you have all these, you know, super high tech data yeah. analytics. Yeah, let me tell, my... tell me the transfer. What's going on with transfers? Yeah, I got this. hella trackers. Because got... just just off the bat, I kind of like Memphis, but I, I need to know if there's some stuff I'm missing. I got a you know spreadsheets galore over yeah. here tracking tracking transfers, giving my own point spreads, what I think the spread should be, who's playing, what the quarterback stats are. Memphis has very little opt-outs in this game. 
they have actually zero opt-outs, no transfers, really? no opt-outs at this point. Well, they don't have any, like, NFL players that would opt out for the pros. Oh, yeah. They're only, they're actually, helps. their best player probably is their quarterback, who, like, they're, everyone in Memphis wants the head coach fired, but the quarterback is kind of like a stand for the head coach. So I think that's the only reason they kept him is because they were like, well, our quarterback's good, so we might as well keep the head coach. Um, the other note I have in this one is after starting the season with overs in eight of its last nine games, Memphis has finished the season with three straight unders. The Memphis not scoring a lot of points lately, even with that good quarterback. Utah State has only one opt-out. Two, uh, their starting running back, Calvin Tyler, is opting out or is out of the bowl game. Uh, I don't know if he's going pro. He's not transferring, so I guess he's entering the draft. Yeah, uh, actually, I think I'm going to switch here. I think I'm going to take uh, Utah State. I mean, I'm just I'm kind of just looking at some of their stats. There, it looks like they're I mean they're 11th overall in points scored per game. Uh, Memphis otherwise 84th. And uh, <clears throat> I, I think I'll take the seven and a half here and just see how it goes. I'll go against our hometown Tigers. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I'm ca- I'm taking the seven and a half, giving the underdog here. Uh, Anderson, the head coach of Utah State, he's a pretty good offensive mind, like you said. They've been scoring a bunch of points, and just vibes around town. Memphis does not feel no. they don't give a shit about this. Well, and the thing is, like back in the day, like I don't know, if, like Memphis has been to bowl games frequently. Like, like the town's not jazzed up about it. Like, no. I, I, where is this? Oh, it's this in, is it's Dallas. in Dallas. Yeah, I don't, th- I, I don't think they're going to bring many fans there. It's no. going to be kind of a dead atmosphere. So yeah, I'm with you with Utah State, Bert. What you got? Yeah, let's make it three for three. Like y'all said, Memphis, they, Penny has the boys rolling right now, and that's all they could care about. Yeah. A similar situation for our football team, but the public is on Memphis, and let me tell you how stupid the public is in Memphis right now. Today, I was going to the ATM, okay, mm-hmm. Bank of America. There were two lines, there were two ATMs available with green open signs. I pull into the ATM on Summer Avenue, I'm like, oh my, this line is so long, I gotta get back to record the podcast. There was about 12 cars in the ATM lines. They were all lined up for one ATM. So I swerve over into the second open one, first man in line, cash my check, <laughs> and leave. By the time I left, only one other car got in my line, and I was clearly making transactions. So the public is stupid, especially in Memphis, so give me Utah State. I love that. That's a hell of a handicap there. The only, that's the only kind of handicapping you get on the Pick Your Poison podcast. Of just, you, you see that a lot on summer. Yeah, especially the McDonald's over there. I know Summer Ave, yeah. Summer <laughs> Ave, you never know what you're going to get over there. Uh, the last game on Tuesday is Coastal versus ECU. Coastal is a 7.5 point dog over under of 62. A lot of high totals here. Boomer, what do you see happening here? Okay, well, first I need to consult uh, Bert on this. So we have ECU centers out, which is system play for you. Whoa. However, ECU centers out? Uh, I might have this written down. Uh, maybe it's Coastal's. There, a center is out in this game. Coastal Carolinas. I have this written down as well. They're, a center is out. They're all, all well, it's, and it's not just a center. It's their first team all Sun Belt center. Okay, is but, but, but my question portal, is, portal. my question is, so we we've, we've relied on that and it's paid off pretty good this year so far. Uh, but I'm wondering, does that still play in bowl season when the backup center has had time to take snaps, like more than like one week or a couple days to prepare for this? God, I feel like that that is so – that's kind of hard. Like in our situation, our center's out. We'll talk about that later, but I'm not as worried about it because we have an offensive line coach and a veteran guy that's just plugging in. So I don't know uh, – I mean, obviously, it stinks to lose the guy that's whatever all conference or whatever. But uh, centers, Bagman said. centers out, and your Prince Charming coach is also out. I think that's a double combo there. Yeah, double whammy. And that, that makes me want to take ECU. Obviously, at that on that last one, we took we all rode Utah State plus seven and a half, and against our own system. Mm-hmm. Let's go back to our system here. I'm taking ECU. I'm that center out boy. Yeah. Right, well, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. You know, spit in the face of this. I'm going to go with with you. There. I, I believe we were like seven and one this year. Yeah, it's pretty good. Pretty yeah. good system. Yeah, I uh, mine is so Grayson McCall, the Coastal's stud quarterback, is in the transfer portal, but playing Whoa. this game. He's playing this game. It's kind of, I guess, his last 
line, even though... Yeah, the, do you think that means he's going give it, to give it more I, his all? I have no idea. I mean, it's... Or, coach, is he, or is he just like, whatever. The coach is leaving, so the quarterback coming back, I guess, like, speaks a little bit to their hopes. The and bond. Like, Yeah, just the bond they have. Uh, he's been there for forever, and so... Another thing is he's transferring a little quick side nugget here. This is a funny, uh, I guess, just Hugh Freeze nugget. So, if you're wondering how things are going on the Plains in Auburn, they brought in Devin Leary, the NC State quarterback transfer. Mm -hmm. Uh, He came in last weekend on his official visit to transfer, see if he likes Auburn. Auburn was scheduled to bring in Grayson McCall, the coastal quarterback, immediately after that. After the Leary visit, they, I guess, assumed that they had locked him up and that he was going to transfer. So they called off the Grayson McCall visit. He didn't take his visit. He's going other places now. He, that's water under the bridge. Today, Devin Leary announced he's transferring to Kentucky. Oh. So Freeze <clears throat> said, you know what? No, our, our, second, our second option at, at transfer quarterback, don't even come in. Our first guy came in. It went so well. We don't even need you to come in. That guy is now at Kentucky. Their second option is not even taking a visit now, McCall. Who knows how – like, I, hope, I would love if Auburn just ended up with, like, a nobody. Yeah, my prediction there is Caden Salter is the guy throwing the football right now for Liberty. Has looked like trash, he's but he's terrible. had good moments. I bet Hugh will just go easily grab him because he's a young, develop, sure. develop him kind of quarterback. And McCall could easily – just and that makes it more reasonable for him to play this game. He's probably playing for Coastal. It'll just go right next to Liberty. He'll drive up the road, go to Liberty after this. Yeah, I'm taking Coastal in the seven and a half here. Uh, I I think Grace McCall has been hurt towards the end of the year. Healthy now, coming back, playing his last game. The coach is gone. They'll rally around. I guess the quarterback here. Seven. I don't think ECU's any good. Their their defense, especially their pass defense, sucks. So if McCall is healthy and he's playing his last game, he's going to be slinging it. I, I I would like to take the over here, but eighty five percent of the money and ninety or eighty five percent of bets, ninety seven percent of money is on the over. That's a lot of public money. I think I'm going to take Coastal and the under here. I like Grace McCall. I like Coastal catching that many points. I think it's a coin flip game, so give me the points in that case. And if that much money is on the over, that public money, give me the under here. Is this so, a rivalry game? I. I not really. This I think this is the I read this is the first time these two teams have ever played. That's so crazy. I don't think Coastal well, Coastal hadn't been in the yeah league Coastal hadn't been playing up. They've been, they were D two for a while, so it, I feel like it should be these teams yeah, should yeah, play. Never, yeah. never played. This would be an awesome like week one game like ECU Coastal week one like give me it on like a Thursday night to enter college football season battle for the coast of Carolina. <laughs> yeah, I don't know which Carolina. I think they're both in North Carolina. I have no idea. Uh, we'll get right into the next game. We got a gross one here. Uh, this might as well just be like the opt-out bowl, the I don't give a shit bowl, the my coach is gone bowl. Wisconsin, Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State is a three and a half point underdog somehow to a Wisconsin team that's like got half a roster and half a coach. Over under a 43 gross boomer. What you got in this one? Because who the hell knows? I mean, it, what, what kind of sucks is on paper this should be like like if you just threw this out at the beginning of the year, you'd be like, oh, that's a, that's yeah. a good, good game. However, uh, Wisconsin has a bazillion players out. You know, interim head coach. Uh, I'm just I'm just gonna take points here. I I have no idea if, if anyone out there on the internet does say they do have an idea. They're a fucking liar and they're trying to steal your money. That's, that's all I got to say. Yeah, I'm really. doing some quick math here. Uh, Wisconsin, I'm just going starters because I can't tally up the non-starters with how many opt-outs both these teams have. Wisconsin has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven starters out. And Oklahoma State has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight starters out. So... That's a shit ton. Not even like backups and everything. Both quarterbacks are out uh, transferring. I will say Spencer Sanders being out for Oklahoma State versus Graham Mertz being out for Wisconsin is a way bigger deal. I think Graham well, I Mertz. Think that's why that line is where it is. Yeah, Graham Mertz being out 
is might be a plus. Yeah, for this yeah, yeah, yeah. Get so, scrubs out. He was so bad. Spencer Sanders, like, is he was hurt towards the end for Oklahoma State. I get why he's. I mean, I guess he's transferring, but still, he probably doesn't need to play in the shit bowl. I'm taking Wisconsin. I, I know it's a low total. I know Wisconsin can't score. I, I get it all, but Jim Leonard is the interim coach. He was the interim coach for like the second half of the year for Wisconsin. The players wish that they had hired him as the head coach. I think Luke Fickle is a way better coach, obviously. They made the right decision as a program, but the current players, playing for him. especially the ones that are still there, you get there's plenty of opt-outs. Some guys, I'm sure, are going to the NFL, whatever. But the ones that are still there are probably willing to play their asses off for Jim Leonard in his last game, trying to send him out right. Luke Fickle is like somehow creepily around the program still saying he, he said wa- he's there to assist. Yeah, he said he wants an influence. to give a helping hand. Yeah, that's that's just weird, man. Yeah, just, just, like just, I don't need a handyman. Just chill Go out. Off. Yeah, keep your hands to yourself, my guy. I don't know. I don't like Oklahoma State without Sanders. They have just as many, if not more, opt outs. So I'm gonna take Wisconsin. The only thing that's in this game is them playing for their coach. So I'll lay the three and a half. It makes no sense to. Makes zero sense that they're laying points in this one. So, I'll take it. Bert, what do you see? I'm reading here that Luke Fickle is acting as head coach for the bowl game. Ooh. He's going to Along coach? with the six remaining Wisconsin assistants, which at the time, I believe, is Jim Leonard. Yeah. But, during our D.C. Uh, search, I thought I, I, I might be wrong here, but I thought I read that Jim Leonard was like, actually, never mind, I'm just going to try to find myself a new job. So I'm, I'm unsure if Leonard will actually be on the sideline. Or not. If, oh, if, I'm reading okay. that Fickle is acting as head coach. So does that beg the question, do the Wisconsin guys, are they like, is it a tryout? Do it might be a tryout, but also like that could be a, that could be a mutiny on hand if Leonard is basically like escorted out of the building by the new head coach when all the players are wanting Leonard, like to play for Leonard. Right. I guess time. it depends on the terms that he left on. Yeah, I mean, Jim Leonard could have been like, hey, I told Coach Fickle that I'm trying to find myself a head coaching job, which is why I think we couldn't snag him as D.C. is because he wanted to be a head coach somewhere. Even at a lower level? Well, he was hoping to get Purdue, and Purdue took Illinois' D.C. Yeah. Which is kind of a slap in the face to him. So, yeah, you're right. I think it depends on the circumstances there. Um, I just think it is extremely weird that Luke Fickle – is coaching this game. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm like I'm trying to think if I've ever heard of that before. And I'm going to go with the coach that knows this team more and give me o- Oklahoma State plus three and a half. Well the, well, the one thing I will say, though, back to the fickle thing, though, is that if he is doing that, that's because they, like, have to have somebody. Like, Be basically, basically that the, yeah. the other guys Which out kind of tells and, you that and, and, that, and that they, like, they like okay, that we need, like, a – no, it was like I don't give a shit who you are. I need a coach. Yeah, I need somebody to tell who has coached D one football yeah. before. Who knows what's going on? Which makes my rumor that I'm spreading right now maybe a little bit more substantial about Leonard just not being a part of the program anymore. Which I like, guess they like my Oklahoma State bet better. Yeah, someone has to call timeouts. Yeah, you know. Someone, yeah, I mean, just simple stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. Like <laughs> when to go for it. That kind of stuff. And Fickle, I'm sure he's good at that. Yeah, that's a gross one. That might be one you have to like monitor all the way until Tuesday when it kicks off late. Kickoff 2 at 9.15 on Tuesday night. That's a, like, who knows what can happen even between now and then. There's been so much shit that's already happened. So keep your finger the pulse there on that one. We'll get into the next one starting on Wednesday. Good Wednesday card here. We got UCF against Duke at uh, Duke minus 3 over under of 62 and a half. This is the Armed Forces Bowl, boys and girls, in Annapolis. Yeah, big respect here. Boomer, what do you see? I saw JRP is queued up. He's questionable. No, no he's he's 100% if he plays. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I, we, we, we're laughing at some of these uh, these Action Network and whoever else's websites. FanDuel and shit. Yeah, where, where, where they literally said, if he plays, he will be 100%. Uh, so I mean, who who knows? But I I think I'm gonna I'm gonna take UCF here. Uh, it, well, especially considering like make this a ta- uh, game time decision. If JRP does play, yeah. I do not think that uh, Duke will be able to contain their run game there. No, both these defenses suck, and UCF has a shit ton of opt outs. Duke has zero opt outs, and JRP if he can't play, 
Which, uh, I mean, he's 100% and, and if he could. Their, their backup's gone. Their too. backup's gone, so they'd be on their third stringer. Yeah, so check check, check their lineup before, before yeah. you place a bet no, on Wednesday. I already took Duke at, uh, I took it two earlier this week with the JRP queued up news. I think that, you know, I think they'll be able to score on UCF because they have a lot of defensive players that are transferring. Speaking of one uh, middle linebacker to the Rebs, going to be a stud. Do, but do, do you think from this? UCF. No, it's unless we. Do you think this line though do. is assuming that John Rice it. plays? I think this line is assuming that it's he, that he's questionable. I think it could move another three points whether he yeah. comes out and plays or not. Both these defenses are ass though. Duke can't stop anything. ACC defenses in general stink. And if JRP can play, I might do a little hedging here. Uh, Duke lay the points and then also take the over. Because if JRP plays, this over is going yeah. to hit. But if he doesn't play, Duke's going to win. So I might just get a little hedgy hay and take like Duke, Duke minus three over of 62.5 right now and lock that in. Bert, what do you see? Yeah, we're. I know JRP would be a huge loss, but clearly the biggest loss of the game for the UCF Knights is swag star Travis Williams taking the defensive coordinator job. To the Arkansas Razorbacks. That so, even helps my over there, too. Yeah, exactly. So I'm on the over as well. Duke's quarterback announced he's returning, which, you know, obviously nowadays if someone announces they're returning, that's a huge deal. That's like a that's like a free agent signing. Yeah. Um, this is the second highest point total we've seen so far in the in the bowl games. I can't remember the other one, it was at sixty seven. And so give me the over there, sixty two and a half. Yeah, my, my new favorite thing, which is, is actually my least favorite thing, is just hilarious. Players having like hype videos that they're just coming back for yeah. their next year. Yeah, you they're can't like, just assume anymore. Yeah, no, no, they they treat it as like a recruitment. Like I'm I'm committing now. These millennials. Yeah, they they're just gen want, gen whatever. They, gen Z. Hey, the, what, they're they're clout chasers in this yeah. in this day and age. What, what's really gonna stink because like we don't do this, but hopefully we do soon. I think it's cool that y'all do is like y'all literally sell Judkins jerseys. Yeah. Right? And and you sell you get the dart, percentage of you it. sell dart jerseys, and then get the percentage yeah, of it. Give them a little taste. Like, what the beak? It's like back. the NFL. Like, what if you bought your uh, Texans Deshaun Watson jersey, and then next thing we know, he is he's gone. Touch and massage therapist. You can't wear it now. Now he's at Cleveland. You really can't wear it now. Yeah. Hey, I've got a Johnny Damon's Red Sox jersey to yeah. prove your point. Exactly. Because you think you get a college jersey and like. When they graduate, it's still super cool to wear it, you know? Yeah. Whereas, like, you could have a, a quarterback that's been on, like, wearing a, a Peyton Manning, I guess that kind of defeats I thought about this there. the other day. We're getting a little off topic. Like, how hard is it going to be to be, uh, like, retired number or, like, a, a player in the ring of honor now in college football? You literally have to be a player that, like, any any transfer in, sure, he can be great, but he like, he's probably only there for, what, one or two years? It doesn't matter how good he is. You're not going to get your name or number retired. Yeah. You literally have to be like a stud player that signs from high school that stays like four years. It, it's literally going to be impossible. Oh, I, see, I think the opposite. It'll be easier. Because as long as you're like a pretty good player and stay there, like, I'm not saying like, but you don't have to be like crazy good like and just stay there for like, for example. Oh, like, like Devo Davis for our basketball team. Not crazy numbers, but if he's there for all four years... Yeah, like we yeah, low, we lower the bar Legend. for who yeah. gets to. Yeah, who, who, that's a good point. Yeah, well, we get to the next one. This is actually a sexy matchup: Oregon against UNC. We got both Drake May and Bo Nix returning for this game. Oregon is a fourteen and a half point favorite. That is a ton. I think that might be one of the biggest spreads we've seen in the bowl season so far, and the biggest over under of seventy three here. Bert, who you got? Give me Oregon minus 14 and a half Ooh, because, because of the system. They're obviously begging. I, there's been a lot of drama with this whole Drake May stuff, you know? It could be, obviously, he, he's announcing that he's returning, but people are coming out saying, I know, I can't remember what coach said it today, but he goes, I know of two Power 5 programs that have offered Drake May $5 million to play for them next year. One was Bama. Oh, yeah. That really? Can, I know yeah. one was Bama. Huge assumption there. $5 million? There. Yeah. I can't. I can't think I don't know of who about the next million. one would be. Maybe but there was a, Georgia, but there was a lot of scuttlebutt about him going to Bama. I think that he was always staying at UNC, and that he just kind of floated out that, that out there to get UNC to be like ponying up and like be like, okay, we we've got the money at least enough for you to be comfortable and stay here instead of having to transfer. I don't think he was ever actually leaving. I think it was a little bit of a like like calling his right, bluff right. a little bit. Yeah, and 
that is probably of all the transfers we would see in the you know the past few years and the next few years that probably be the biggest because his family is UNC legends you know yeah. all of them except for like yeah. a brother played baseball at Florida but no one the basketball player baseball. he their dad mom yeah, like yeah. two brothers I think yeah I was shocked when I saw that like news about him maybe going to Bama I was like that guy is going to be a legend in North Carolina if he stays yeah nevertheless I think Dan Lane is going to have his boys ready to play there's just been too many times where UNC has been just terrible um, and then I don't know the spotlight's on Bo Nick so what's he going to do but I'll take him. Yeah, I have. I'm gonna take UNC here. That's a crazy amount of points with an over under of 73. This game could just get squirrely. Tons of points. I like the over two. Uh, UNC has four defensive starters that are out or like transferring on defense. So there's gonna be a ton of points for Bo Nix in the Oregon offense. And I think Drake May can at least keep up on a Pac-12 defense on a fast track. I like the over of 73, which is crazy to say. I'd usually never take overs in the 70s. But this game is going to get crazy. And I think 14 and a half is way too many in a game. It's just going to be a shootout. So, I mean, UNC and the over here. Boomer, what do you see? Uh, I'm, I'm going to have to fade you here. I, I'm going to take the under. It's, that's just... That's the sharp... That's probably that's a sharp just, play. That's just a lot of points. So many. And, I, I you know, <coughs> with, with all the transfers, all the stuff, who knows... I'm just gonna take the under. That's that's a that's a tall total there. Yeah, you you literally in, when it's in the 70s, the teams <coughs> both teams have to score almost like every time. Yeah, and, and, and you know what? If it if it doesn't go that way, it's probably gonna be a fun game. Yeah, and I'll enjoy it. Seven so. o'clock night game on Fox. That's a that's gonna be a fun game just to have on and see if there can be a shootout. Ex- exactly. So if I lose that bet, whatever. Yeah. That sounds like a great Gus Johnson game right there. Oh, it's a Fox game too. Yeah, Gus Johnson be will awesome. be on the He better be on the call. If I see that, that's a guaranteed over bet with Gus Johnson. We'll get right to the next one. But first, we got to call Pullman. He's got a little insight to it. This is Pullman. Pullman. Welcome in, my brother. How you been? Oh, solid. You know, uh, the cold spell has really uh, kept kept me uh, locked up, but I, I'm used to that as my days in uh, western or eastern Washington. Probably can't hit the hit the driving range as much as you've been all year. Yeah, I haven't been go to the attic for that. Lord, tough times in in Pullman Town. We got some fire ass bowl games though for you. Uh, first one up is. Burks Hogs against Kansas Jayhawks. Kansas is a three or Arkansas is a three point favorite over under of sixty nine. Pullman, we're gonna let Bert lead us off with his hogs. All the injuries. Yeah, I need I, I need to also Bert for you to jump in. Like, are, are we are we uh, seeing any opt outs or anything? You hear anything? Boots on the ground there. Yeah, many. I think. Um, I don't know about y'all's opt-out situation. I know y'all have had, like, numbers-wise, y'all have had a comparable number. But I think ours are a little bit more uh, impact players. Obviously, Jaden Hazelwood not playing. Keytron Jackson just committed to Baylor today. Uh, Trey Knox committed to South Carolina today. Um, some D- Stromberg. Yeah, uh, Slusher went to Louisville. Stromberg, starting center. Opted out. He's going to the draft. Center is out. Mm. Um, And one of the things we talk about, like with bowl season, is which team is more hyped to play? Kansas. Obviously, first bowl game in forever. Can the dream season continue? Whereas us, it's kind of like we just kind of want to get into the off season. Um, I think it's a huge boost that KJ's coming back. Um, I think there's certainly that chance that we can bully them, and I hope we do. Uh, Rockets playing. Rocket, yeah. Like everybody, everybody else, the people I've named, is mostly playing. offensive guys. It's two receivers are out. Yeah, so two receivers. But you know, there was a lot of drum or a lot of rumors about some locker room turmoil this year that stemmed from some coaches and into some players. And I guess you could think maybe those players are gone now. And I know Sam had a, a great quote one time when no one thought we'd win a game. He said, "All we have is all we need." And maybe it'll be that situation, but dude, sixty-nine points in the Liberty Bowl. Like I know it's not going to be like twenty degrees like it usually is in the Liberty Bowl. It's projecting my like kickoff around the fifties, but that's at four thirty, and I'm sure it'll drop. 
I don't see anyway. I know our defense sucks. I know I don't think theirs is good, and we do have KJ, but I do not see 69 points. If anything, the way we win this game is by grounding and pounding, and we'll probably keep at that unless we are down two scores. So under 69 all day. So no side here. I, I, I'm seeing maybe I don't know if it's my weather app's wrong. I'm seeing that so the 28th in Memphis. Yeah, I guess it's my app's wrong. The weather app's got it. Is what you're saying, 55. Yeah, which uh, I mean, from a side perspective, initially I was going to hammer Kansas, but now that I think like the locker room cancers are out, and I, I really do think that we could bully them. We have some good young talent that hadn't played much this year, and they may want to show out for it. So I, I'm leaning Arkansas here because that line has dropped a little bit. From I think what four and a half, maybe five to three. Yep. But uh, I'm way, way, way more confident on the under. Does, does Pippen hammer. need this for some maybe good goodwill no, around the program? Not at all. I mean, he's he. You don't he, think if he has another year like this next year that? Yeah, no. I'm not like, saying he's gonna be fired next year. But, but a bowl but, game against Kansas probably won't affect that, dude. Decision. Yeah, this doesn't matter at all. We've got a new DC coming in. I, DC but I, I'm not saying like. like the actual decision, but perception and reality are sometimes two hey, different the, things. Hey, the Hogs are 10-1 in basketball. They're not They're not firing Pittman. Yeah, no, we're, no, we're I'm not saying that, but I'm saying just like around the fan yeah, base. Will, will, be on, will he be on the hot seat if we do this again? Absolutely, and he should be. Yeah. But I, we're not, I'm not going to look into next season. I really don't think this game matters whatsoever. Like, if we lose to Kansas, I know the nation was rooting for Kansas here. And I'm really just, it doesn't matter that much. But it's pronounced Kansas. Yeah, this is yeah the the battle of the pronunciation. I'm I'm laying the three with the hogs. I mean, you give me Sam Pittman knowing he needs. I feel like he thinks he needs to gain a little goodwill no, no, for yeah, sure. I, if yeah, we can no, win I'm this game, like, it, I would love the momentum. I, yeah, I, I'm saying like, like if say I don't know, if, say y'all had a little bit of better record, I, I feel like he'd be like could rest on his laurels a little bit. But he's like, all right, come on, let's get out of here, let's we get another more, win, make this look a little more better. win, less to lose. Okay. Let's shine this turd, yeah. make it look a little better. Kansas can't stop the run either at all. They have literally the worst uh, rush defense in the pack in the Big Twelve, the hundred and second. Rush defense in the country. Give me the Hogs laying the three. Rocket Sanders will go for 300. I don't – 69 is a nice number, but way too many points for me to take a side or a total there. I'm just going to lay it with the Hogs. 61% of bets, 90% of money is coming in on Kansas. That's a smelly, stinky, dirty oh, underdog love there. love that. I don't love that at all. Give me the hogs. Well, and, and like, what, what do you think, I think the crowd split's going to be like? I, oh, they're going to bring some people. I was going to say it's be primarily. I think it's be mostly hogs. No, oh, for they're sure. going to bring a shit ton of pl- people from Kansas. <laughs> they'll, they'll, they'll bring people, but we're probably so much louder than them. This is their first bowl game in years. We'll be 60 40 at the least. Pullman, what you got in this one? Yeah, I, I think Arkansas can pull a little two man game with just. Uh, Rocket and KJ whomped them to death. Um, that's what I was concerned about if they had many like O line men out or anything like that. Or I think you said there's only one. Yeah, right? starting so. starting center. But this is like I was talking with Boomer earlier. Uh, you missed this segment, but we're plugging in a, a veteran guy, and we have a very good, two very good offensive line coaches on our staff. Yeah, I'm not worried about the Hogs O line with that coaching staff and roster. All right, I'm I'm Hogs as well. I'm hogs as well. We're all hogs except for Bert. When does that ever happen? I feel like no. I feel like that's probably a good. Side. No, I'd say if I took a side, I'd lean hogs. But I'm I'm on the under. I'm like always it. leaning hogs. I'm like that cute hog back in 1992 that's leaning against the A. I'm, uh, that's that's the best hog. Logo. I'm a leaning hog. All right. So next we've got the Texas Bowl. Texas Tech's uh, facing off against our Rebs, who Bears are teams. three and a half point favorite. Uh, total is sixty nine and a half. We've got some nice totals between the, our two teams. <laughs> yeah, our two to- between. This is a figure poison nice total bowl season. Boomer, this is this is your bowl game. This is my bowl game. You I'm got Raider like- Ash and you got Rebs Fever and my former city. Yeah, all to- all culminating. Yeah, I had the you know the storm fronts con- con- culminating right here. Pullman, what what do you got here? Uh, well, I don't know if it spoiled it because I listened to the Pete DeWeese podcast with Neil on this, but basically their quarterback's not very athletic uh, running the ball, 
and they don't have a good running game in general. So, like, the two things we struggle with the most, they can't do. So, I'm just going to take the Rebs minus three. Pullman, when he did that, was he talking about the Shao guy or the Milton freshman? Uh, surprisingly, they don't run it as much with the athletic quarterback is what they said. Because Shao Sha or Show or whatever his name is, is the one that's playing, right? The more athletic one? Uh, yeah, the, the, the one who's played less is the one who's playing. Yes, believe, okay. Right? I, that makes me feel better because the other guy can sling it. This guy is, he is more athletic and he's more of a threat in the run game, but they still just run the offense for the other guy where they just air it out which does kind yeah. of go into our defense's hands, our secondary. And their run defense is trash, trash, trash. I think we can just do what we do all season, just give it to him, Sean Hemkins, run it down his throat a little bit. Three and a half, I mean, all the money is coming in on Tech. Um, they seem to be very motivated. They won their last three games. They beat Texas, they beat Oklahoma this year. They sold out all their season tickets or all their all their allocated tickets for this game. Uh, I I don't know if the Rebs are going to bring that many, but with the way this season ended for the Rebs, hearing some of the player interviews since the state game, we seem pretty motivated. Our freshman cornerback uh, said that this is a must-win, which I don't know how you get to the fact that this is. I love it. I love it. Yeah, no, I love the mentality, but. I, I, like you couldn't convince me. I don't know. You probably couldn't convince like a hundred college football fans that this, for whatever reason, this game is a must-win. But the fact that they're thinking it makes me like the Rebs. I hate taking the Rebs. I'm laying the three and a half though. Sixty-nine and a half. Too many points on a fast track. Uh, give me the under sixty-nine and a half. I think our defense can slow Tech down. We're gonna run the ball like we always do. It's going to be a little bit slower on our end. Give me the under 69.5. You've heard the other two Rebs sides here. What you got, Boomer? Uh, I, I think I'm going to go with you all here and take the Rebs. I, I think I think this this is kind of perception versus reality. Is why you're seeing a lot of money or more of the money on tech right now. Because uh, I, I think outwardly it looks like we're in chaos. Our coach tried – it looks like our coach tried yeah. to leave us, whatever – I mean, I guess that's still up to debate, but I, I think Lane's now committed. I mean, he's he's stuck with us now, uh, <laughs> for better or for it's a, worse. It's a great way to put it. Uh, for better or for worse, uh, I, I think he's and he, he knows he needs to regain some capital with the fan base. Yes, I think he's going to be totally focused on this game. I mean, I, I know he did. I know he knows that bowl games don't really matter, but he knows that he needs to win us back over. So I think he's going to go all out for this. So yeah. I, I like I like the reps here, Bert. Yeah, I think this line is way too low. Yeah, I'm I'm hammering the reps on this one. Um, yeah, I know bowl games don't matter, but you're playing in a really cool stadium, yeah. NRG Stadium, and and we we've beaten them in the stadium just a few years before. Yeah, this is like the 18th time Ole Miss has played Texas Tech in the last 10 years. It seems like has Texas Tech ever beaten Ole Miss in anything? We definitely yes yes we lost in the regular season Eli's senior year. So in '03 was the last time they beat us. We beat yeah, them. Them in and the, Memphis beat us. That we year. beaten them like four times in football. We beat them in the College World Series since then. But yeah, Pullman, uh, definitely since you've given a shit, the Rebs have dominated. Back then. Yeah, I think it's hilarious just how much. Um, Spider-Man memes, our programs can be at times because both totals are 69, both three. three. Um, I went under 169. As with all 69s, there's an over there too. So I uh, went under on the last one. Let's go over on this one. I'll, I'll just say whatever Way happens over 69s. under. Yeah, whatever happens in the first game over under, I'm not, I, you know, I, you took the under in the first. I in went the, under over. Yeah, in the first one you went under, but I didn't take a side in the first one. Whatever over-under happens in the first game, I'll take the opposite of that 69 so that we can just have a 69 smush fest in the in the Wednesday night games. Pullman, anything else on this one? Uh, no, that's all I got. I, I got one other thing. Uh, do we think both teams' helmet – I think we mentioned this last time or talked about it a little bit, but – both teams, Mike Leach, tribute on the helmet or something. Yeah, something. Oh, for sure. Moment of silence before the game, for sure. Um, halftime show. I bet whatever band plays at halftime will come out in like a pirate logo. 
What about what about y'all's portal situation? Draft uh, situation like Zach Evans. Uh, he's playing in this Coming game. Back. He has not declared for he's the draft yet and said either way. He's playing in this game. All of our opt outs or, or transfers are backups. So yeah. battle. ba- battle's the only one that's like yeah. played over like a quarter of the snaps over the season. Yeah. And it's like playing in this or is opting out of this game. We so. don't have anyone good enough with eligibility left to, to take. Well, well, when you've all transferred here, you're kind of yeah, stuck. Yeah. yeah, actually, maybe Lane has it best. Get everyone to transfer, then they can't transfer again. You got them by the balls. Yeah, it's back to <laughs> old brain. school. <laughs> yeah, it's actually brilliant. That's basically what y'all He's did with Lane. You got him here, and he got you in a ice grip. <laughs> yeah, Lane's. We got Lane by the balls. You're going Lane down gets, with the shit. Yeah, every He's person players by the balls. Every player in the football facility is just locked into the Rebs for better or for worse, whether they want to or not. <laughs> All right, well, that's it for the Rebs and the Hogs. We'll get into the last uh, couple games on Thursday. We got, or on, yeah, the Thursday night games. We got Syracuse, Minnesota. Minnesota's a 10 point favorite over under a 42. That's a big line with a low total, Pullman. Who you got in this one? Yeah, so I, I was doing a little, I, I normally get my ass kicked in bowl season, so I did a little digging on some bowl game histories. I was like, maybe I can uh, predict based off history. So, Pinstripe Bowl, uh, the Big Ten team pretty much always wins. Uh, but this is a squirrely one because Syracuse is 2-0, winning the Big Ten, but now in the ACC. So, I'm going to take Syracuse plus the points in Yankee Stadium. Interesting here. I, I hate laying a number this big in a sp- with a total this low, but I think I'm fading you, Pullman. I think I'm going to take Minnesota. Syracuse lost both coordinators here, and PJ Fleck is three and zero in bowl games. So I don't. He rows the boat and gets his boys going in bowls. And with Syracuse both coordinators gone, I don't know how much motivation they have. Pinstripe Bowl in Notre in uh, the Yankee Stadium. That's probably going to be a a, at least a split crowd. Syracuse would probably bring some people, but they squandered down the end of the season. I'll take Fleck and his 3-0 ATS in bowl games with Syracuse coordinators out. Boomer, what you got? Uh, I don't have much on this game. I'm, I'm going to take 10 points. Yeah, I think both of y'all are taking 10. I'll go the other side. Syracuse, I'm laying them. I'm you're laying them? Okay, well, I'm right there with you. Because Syracuse... Great start to the season, potentially dream season. Hearts ripped out against Clemson. Yeah, that was tough. Very tough. And then they just fell off the wagon after that one. And it's kind of hard to pick yourself back up. Whereas Minnesota's got a great defense, and their offense was kind of relatively decent this year for only being 8-4. and four. Like, they were a pretty good 8-4 and four team. And so a lot more momentum on that side. So give me Minnesota. I like it. I like it. The Gulfas. We got uh, Oklahoma and Florida State. This would be a hell of a matchup in the early 2000s. Battle of a uh, six and three and nine and three team here. Florida State's nine and a half point favorite. Over under of 65 and a half. Bert, do you trust the Knowles to cover that big of a spread? It's a it's a big big spread. But I'll all right. I'll show you all that graph. Um, when was that? A few weeks ago, where Arkansas and Oklahoma have had the exact same seasons this year. Yeah. So each week that Oklahoma won, we won. And, and each week we lost, they lost. Not only that, it goes even further for most weeks, whereas like the scores were very, very similar. Like um, Oklahoma lost a heartbreaker in their final game. We lost a heartbreaker in our final game, both games that we were both expected to win. So... I'm going to take whatever the Hogs do. Hmm. I'm, I, I'm doing the same for Oklahoma. So if the Hogs cover, OU covers. If the Hogs don't cover, give me the Knowles. Yeah. I want to take Florida State here. I mean, they're ranked 13th. They've had a pretty damn good season. I think they've won like their last six in a row. I They got that good quarterback, Jordan Coming Travis. Back. He's coming back. Uh, he, he, he was one of the ones that announced a, a I'm coming back video. Like, I'm, I'm recommitting to the program and all that bullshit. I think I'm going to take Oklahoma here, though. Fade the ACC. This is too easy of a spread and a line to take Florida State. This reminds me of 
the Florida State-Florida game where they were a 10-point favorite and all the signs pointed to a shitty defense in Florida, Florida State riding high, scoring a bunch of points, but their defense also sucks. Give me the underdog catching 9.5, and, and I'm going to take the over of 65 here. Bunch of points, fast track. Pullman, what do you see? Uh, so I picked this. Is this not the like the hardest line to pick out of bowl season this year? I mean, yeah, this is this is wonky as hell. So cheese it bowl. I, I think there's just like mad chaos in this bowl always. So I'm leaning on on that end to saying, give me Oklahoma with the points here. They're very very up and down, but I think they actually tried in underneath Venables. So if you're giving me two possessions with a decent roster and a motivated staff, I guess I'm just going to take the two possessions. Yeah, first-year head coach here with Venables 2. Boomer, this game is in Orlando, Florida, in Camping World Stadium. I know you've seen seen Florida State score a bunch of points in that stadium. I've been topless there many a times. (laughs) Shirts off. Uh, I I know the atmosphere there. Uh, I I like Florida State here. They're coming in with a lot of momentum. Like They won their last five or six games. it's down in Florida. I think they'll have a good crowd. I don't think Oklahoma will bring many people. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll give you the nine and a half points. I don't hate it. I don't hate it, but geez, that's a lot. In this it, it it is a, it is a tall number. I I wish it was more like seven and a half to eight and a half. Yeah, but and this but but you know what I like you said last week. Take the take the big favorites. Yeah, yeah. I don't hate it. Last game of the slate Thursday night eight o'clock on ESPN. Texas against Washington in the Alamo Dome in San Antonio. Texas laying four here against the Huskies over under 67 and a half. Pullman, Michael Penix, you know about him. Your Hoosiers goes up to Washington. Feel like you got a good read on this guy. What's your read on this game? So unless I'm missing some news, which I very, very easily can be, um, I love the over here. I, I think this game is like one of those classic Alamo Bowl games. You know, like you don't know why you're really watching, but you're hammered, and you look up, and it's halfway through the third, and the score's already in the 50s each. <laughs> A classic Alamo game. We all know the other classic Alamo games that you're talking about. During this game, saying someone from Texas is going to win Heisman next year. <laughs> yes. Uh, probably uh, Quinn Ewers. I think I think one year we actually fought about it was either going to be uh, what Robinson or um, Casey Thompson, uh, Casey Kansas Thompson, State, the Nebraska quarterback. <laughs> so, Shows you how uh, sharp yeah, we are. Placing the future on that, but no, give me the over here. Uh, and unless there's hella opt-outs, it's still I'll probably take the over. Yeah, I like the over as well. It, uh, Seventy or eighty-two percent of money is on the under, so a lot of bets coming in on the under here. That gives me that like in bowl games, if that much money's coming in the under, I like the over at that point. I also like Penix and Washington. This is a big game for them. I feel like Texas kind of underachieved this year. I don't know if they really care. I know it's in San Antonio, so they'll probably have a home crowd. But Washington is ten and two. That's a huge. That's a great season for them. First year head coach coming in, scoring a bunch of points. They have the number one pass offense in the country. Boone, I know you are. Pullman, I know you watched the Apple Cup where Penix threw for a billion yards over your... Uh... We're, we're not talking about that game anymore. <laughs> we won't have to talk about it, but I think he's going to do the same to Texas. Their defense is equally as sus. I like the over, and if you're giving me four points in a shootout with I get the better quarterback and the better passing offense, I'll take it. So give me the Huskies and the over. Boomer, what you got? Uh, I, I, I'm kind of following along your lines there. I, I like Washington here uh, for basically all the same races you said. Love it. I talked him right into it. Bert, what you got for us? Do we know Texas's opt-out transfer? Uh, B. John Robinson's the only significant one for Texas. Okay. Once again, I'm on Washington. I think this is the perfect time. National stage. We're all watching. No other game on. It's time for Texas to lose. Yes. You know, because like that last win, I think, what, were they 6-6 six and six or something? It was like, we all thought they weren't back whatsoever. Now everyone's thinking, okay, yeah, they kind of could be back yeah. regardless of this game. They so, hung with Bama. Yeah, yeah. So let's uh, let's go Washington. That's the consensus quake here. I love it. Pullman, anything else for this 
slate of bowls? Nothing on the bowl slate per se, but uh, you know, I'm going to need y'all to have to write some complaint letters to the family of Pullman Profiteer for uh, everyone wanting to go to uh, Destin for New Year's this year. Ooh, are they there? Yes. So, so you know, I, of course, I'm going to be regulated to my my normal room, which is, you know, that's not up to standards for me anymore. Yeah, no, you need to be in the master, and the picker poison boys need to be in every other room, except for Boomer, who sleeps on a, a, a pool noodle in the indoor pool outside, right by the golf course. In the hot tub. Or in the hot tub. Injury-prone well, hot tub. Uh, also, one, one thing... Uh, we haven't done this yet. It's just uh, season-long complaints or gripes we have is the fact that you have not come to record a live podcast this this entire season. Uh, I, I, I know Pullman's yeah, far I mean, away, but that, that's kind of an inexcusable. I mean, let's maybe we can record one on a Saturday, and then maybe that'll work uh, during the, the bowl game slate. I mean, so, you, I do, mean you do have is, season tickets. This, so it is time of grievances. You do have season tickets for the Rebs, which you come basically through this podcast sphere at least four or five times a season. It, would it kill you to just do one on a Thursday night so we can pop up a quick live pod? All right, we'll, we'll write it into the 2023 Bigger Poison goal sheet. Yeah, yeah. No, we need to have that next pod, or before the... I guess before the national championship, we'll have our list of goals. Yep, yep. goals <laughs> for next season. I, I go my, my, uh, my goal for everyone on this podcast, besides myself, uh, would be to beat me in the season-long standings because heavy lies the crown. <laughs> uh, how are we looking this year? I think I'm, I'm, I'm pretty damn close. Not after his end of the year having like five uh, yeah. massive money line winners. But he does suck at bowls. I'm, I'm seven and four. Right I now. do I'm suck at bowls. You we do suck at bowls. There's not enough. There's not enough parity and massive money line dogs for you to just hop on randomly to bring you back to life. Yeah, there's not enough hail marys available. <laughs> All right, brother. We'll we'll uh, we'll have our goals. Everyone writes three goals before the end of the year podcast and we'll we'll read them out and then save them to read before next year's opening week pod so that'll be a good little uh, a good little junction Exercise. for us yeah a good little you know self help <laughs> yeah we'll we'll hold each other to it it'll be good for our year end review as well yes yes send it up to corporate thank <laughs> <laughs> your poison network yeah all right brother we'll talk to you next week peace All right, well, that's it for this week, boys and girls. It's been a long one, but a good one. We will talk to you next week. Listen every day to Twitter and Instagram for the pigs of the day. And until then, let them ride. No, I couldn't tell.